Hi, this is Thomas from Quest and Chaos. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and joining us on this chaotic adventure. If you want to listen to our other exciting podcasts, such as Swords and Sages, Chaos Agent, Spelljammer, and many more, please visit our website at questsandchaos.com slash podcasts for links to your favorite podcast platform of choice. Now, if you enjoyed this content and want to support us, please consider joining our Patreon for exclusive content, cast interaction, and more at patreon.com slash questsandchaos. Now, enjoy the podcast. Hello there, I'm James Aaron O, Dungeon Master for Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. I am <laughs> the terrors to friends and the never-ending winter that challenge our adventurers as they attempt to put an end to the everlasting rhyme. I'm Tassi Alabastro, Cream Bananas on Twitch, and I rock out with sorcerer Amoa Tua Anzulan, a Goliath whose time spent adventuring is still shorter than his family name. Newly arrived in ten towns, with an eagerness to bond with adventurers who pique his curiosities. Hello, I'm Thomas Cook, and I play Donovan Chambers III, Gentleman Rogue. I'm out here in Icewind Dale, adventuring for no reason whatsoever in this horrible, frozen wasteland. I'm Alondra Heilman, a.k.a. Lady Bedivere, and I play Elspeth Linkvist, a religious academic turned death cleric, leaving my quiet cloister to explore the frozen north in search of my missing adventurer father, and whatever other knowledge I might glean along the way. I'm JP, and I play Azar, the nicest bonebreaker in Tin Towns. A desert native, Azar is perpetually doing what she can to stay warm, but she isn't going to stay inside, however much she may want. Sunlight and life need to be returned to this dark, frozen land, and she's going to do what needs to be done to make that happen. I'm Matthew Bridges, and I play Rena Voladad, a tiny and tough Triton fighter unaccustomed to surface-dweller traditions, yet determined to find answers on land as to how to protect the material plane from any and all threats. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, Icewind Dale. We're going to keep reversing that. Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Hey, look at those wonderful people. Say hello, wonderful people. Hello. Wonder- oh, you mean us. Oh, oh, oh hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. Oh, we had one wonderful person and three on the back way. Anyway, before, <laughs> before we uh, begin tonight, oh. This afternoon's game, if you're watching on the Pacific, um, Pacific Coast, West Coast, <laughs> words. Um, we have some announcements. First of all, we have our sponsors. We've got Birds of Paradise. They make all these wonderful bird color themed dice. Um, they just released the prick. No, wait. Prickly pear? Prickly pear Arizona? Something? Prickly pear margarita. There we go. Prickly pear margarita. Um, And I think they're in the literally like last few days of their Kickstarter. They're already 100% funded. But if you hit those stretch goals, folks, we're all going to get some beautiful bird pins. Little baby birds on top of dice. It's fucking cute. Yeah, get demonetized in the first three minutes. How? 
I censored myself. It's all good. Um, <laughs> so go check that out. It should be popping up in the um, uh, chat right now. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, which we do video on demand uh, on the YouTube, uh, I'm pretty sure we put links in there. Anyway, second sponsor to this afternoon is the Nord Games. Nord Games, they provide you all of that supplementary material to make your games awesome. They got books, they got decks, and now they're about to get miniatures. So check out Nord Games. Um, we are playing here with the Nord Games luck deck, unless Tom, did Thomas put it in? Nope, Thomas did not put it in to this campaign. So... Yeah, there's there's no luck deck today. But usually when we have the luck deck, if they rolled a natural 20, they get a card advantageous to them. And if they rolled a natural one, they'd give me a card that's disadvantageous to them. I can words. Anyway, um, those are our sponsors. Pretty light in terms of show announcements. Um, I was reminded by Thomas through Amy that we are halfway through the month and the tavern upkeep, I believe, is halfway full for this month so thank you all so much for keeping up the support and helping them keep their lights on because i'm at home and my lights are on thankfully yeah um cool cool let's see i think that's it we have our normal shows we have this right after this at 6 p.m we have six but 6 p.m pacific standard time we have call of cthulhu Words and uh, numbers today, James. Sorry, what cannabis? <laughs> Continue. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're starting off great. I'm not used to the afternoons, folks. Uh, as you can tell, usually, actually, this is right around my nap time. Anyway, um, yeah, we have Call of Cthulhu Mondays. We have Dragon by Spire Peak and Chaos Agents, as well as Call of Cthulhu. They're in the final stretches of their campaigns, their first campaigns. So keep an eye out to see how it all comes to an end. But right now we are just starting because we have, this is our second episode. And currently I do not see any bits coming into the chat. I feel it's recompense for... The way that I was that I did Monday's game, um, but I mean you said it. <laughs> um, well, I mean I said it. Yeah, I'm I am fully aware. I'm very fully aware, folks. Um, yes, but there is nothing coming in the chat. So that is it for announcements and bits. And if they do come in later, I'll be sure to call them out. Um, but for now. Let us get into this afternoon's game of Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden.
And welcome back. That very own animated intro was created by our own Thomas. Thank you, Thomas. Right now, Thomas is doing the fundraiser for dogs. It's pretty great. But unfortunately, that means Thomas is not here. That's another thing I forgot to mention. As you notice, there's four players instead of five. Thomas is... <sighs> gets, gets to stream dogs, but not play with them. So it's very unfortunate. Our heart goes out to Thomas. But you know whose heart goes out to the players? Tamago Tora is given 500 bits to the party. Yeah, Shoot the whoop, boom the bam. And I'm pretty sure um, y'all had four left over. Or I'll say four left over from last week. So you all have, have a five total. And since Thomas isn't here, you basically get one extra to be used among you four. Yeah. All right, let's get into the recap. Um, so, our adventurers began in the Wet Trout Inn on the furthest eastern town of ten towns, East Haven. They slowly coalesced one after another. Renner Volodath, a uh, triton of great repute. Amoa Tua Anzulan, a goliath of a very jovial nature. Azar, who at first folks could not understand what this creature was with how much bundling of furs were wrapped around her. We also had Elspeth Linkvist, a half drow, half human, half human um, cleric wandering the north in search of her father, as well as our very own Donovan Chambers III, gentleman rogue, um, joined them all together within the Wet Trout Inn. They had some tea, they got to know one another, they learned a little bit more about Ten Towns and how Oriel, the Frost Maiden, has cast a never-ending winter, never-ending winter on the surrounding land. And after listening in and noting that some folks are being sacrificed by the larger cities, they were approached by a dwarf named Hlyn Trollbane, who asked them to go and hunt down a serial killer who seems to be murdering people within the larger cities of Ten Towns. Our compatriots here questioned a little bit about how do you know it's this guy and well Hlyn being the well they actually didn't ask what Hlyn does but Hlyn assured them that their man Sefik Coltro of the Torg's sh uh, shipping company is the man that she is hunting but on the older side she's asking some of our younger compatriots to uh, hunt them down so they began to leave East Haven, not before picking up a few new friends. Three Axe Beaks. We have Ricky, we got Snowflake, and we've got... Boulder. Oh, Boulder. Boulder, yes. Boulder. Boulder. Boulder, Ricky, and Snowflake. They mounted these new Axe Beaks and made their way along the East Way. And then at the fork in the road, they headed south towards Goodmead as their premonition and quick investigation told them to go. As they made their way south, 
the sky began to darken and the winds began to pick up. And as their last bits of light from the twilight sun crested around the edge of the horizon, they were assailed by seven or so wolves. Quite handily though, our team of adventurers quickly put them down, leaving one to go run off into the woods. And that is where we ended last night. And as you four are standing there, Donovan Chambers III has taken off his jacket and is trying to dress some of the wolves to take any bits of stuff off of them. Um, since we don't have a Donovan Chambers III, would anyone like to roll a d20 for him? See how well he can dress a... I'm happy to, since we were sharing an axe beak and nobody else said anything. <laughs> uh, just, just a straight d20? Yes. <clears throat> okay. Um, you're welcome, Thomas. You're welcome, wow. indeed. As you four see Donovan Chambers, jacketless, in this freezing winter, just with un common knowledge of arctic wolves just like and in within a matter of uh, 30 minutes gets a good amount of pelts and i think he just wanted the pelts pelts grabs up the pelts puts the jacket back on and stores them away in his packings but you four are standing there the wind is beginning to pick up more as the uh, twilight sun has left. Those without dark vision, by the way, it's beginning to be really hard to see. Okay, so can we please leave? It's getting colder. Yes, I agree. It is getting a little colder. How far away, James, from Goodmead? Uh, I would say you guys are about halfway in between the intersection. So if you are looking at the map right around there. Can you do that again? I'm sorry. Yes. Sort of like cover my mouth and just like nod at the group having, having been affected by this uh, booming voice. (laughs) 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 And I go to attend to Boulder. (laughs) And Boulder's not looking too hot, um, but isn't the worst for wear, where it's, you can easily continue to ride Boulder, where it's not like he's limping towards the finish line. And as you continue to cover your mouth, Amoa, you feel that tingling in your throat about a minute later, just kind of disappear. Uh, I just kind of make like little sounds, just kind of test. I turn back to the group. Hi. Are you okay? Yeah, I feel better now. Gas? Yeah, you could say that. 
so is anybody else uh, hurt? Because um, as my arm is still like gushing blood from a bite mark. So <laughs> anybody else need any anything? I'm I'm fine, thank you. Uh, are you all right? Do you need a moment to dress your wounds? Oh, I'll be. I'll be fine. And I just sort of wrap my hand and like run it down my arm. And as I do, like it sort of just patches up as I do a little uh, cure wounds on myself. Ooh. Ooh. Fascinating. Well, I do agree with Azar. I think perhaps we should continue making haste towards um, good, good mead, I believe. Good mead. To good mead? To good mead. We're taking the axe beats to good mead. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Perfect. Right. And then uh, I think Azar was, you were driving Ricky, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I'll hop on the back of Azar's, or Renner will hop on the back of Azar's Ricky and kind of be like, to good mead, and then like attempt to like dig my heels into Ricky like he knows what he's doing. Clearly Azar was the one that was skilled with it, but wants to feel a little you know in control mm-hmm. and as donovan joins you elspeth on snowflake amoa on boulder you two begin to follow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right and you're just like and it's like <laughs> as they run through and uh, let's see i think everybody no, ooh, no. Azar, you do not have dark vision, right? Yeah. Um, I will um, turn it back to uh, Renner mm-hmm. and uh, ask him, uh, take this. I'll pull like a copper piece out and I'll cast light on it. And I'll just ask uh, Renner to hold it for me. <sighs> Very well. And then Renner will hold the... You Thank you. Copper. Yeah, I'm just kind of... It's a copper piece. Sure. Be doing this as they continue to ride along and amoa as the dark was starting to encapsulate your vision and all you could feel is just like snowing pelting you all of a sudden see a little beacon out in front and you're able to see the silhouette of snowflake slightly to your uh, far left with elspeth and donovan but <laughs> on the far end you see renner and azar leading the way with the light mm. so that is most helpful as you all begin to move. Um, I think if Elspeth sees the light spell go up, she'll immediately be like, oh, I-, I could also, and she'll cast her dancing lights to create like a little bit of a trail for us to follow so we can stay together. Excellent. Very good. Yeah, so four globules of light begin to <laughs> levitate around Elspeth and Amoa is just like, all this the light is now around you and you are having a much easier time navigating with Boulder. I was going to have an LSD trip, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) And as you three, or as the three Axe Speaks ride, um, who would like to roll a D10 for me? Uh, I'll do it. A four. Woo! Okay. And as you move along this um, pathway towards Goodmead, the winds pick up more and snow begins to encapsulate almost all that you see as you four and five 
find yourself within a blizzard. Um, who would like to take on, uh, I guess, navigating? I know Azar is in the front, but with the changing conditions, is there anyone who wishes to Is this navigate? blizzard bad enough where the axe beaks cannot continue or they will need to be walked as opposed to their own? by their own they're able to continue but your visibility even with the lights that you provide provided for one another is dimming or not dimming in the sense that it's getting smaller but it's like it's hard to see as the snow is pelting down hmm. so who would like to lead uh, i've got plus two anyone better than that i've are, are we using survival i've got plus four and the map <laughs> yeah, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> Take the, the person with the map leads the way. <laughs> I'll give the map to somebody else, but I just wanted to no, no, no. that I Take do that have a map. Yeah. <laughs> map and light. Very good. In that case, I would like you to make me a let's see. Survival check, please. Watch as I totally biff it after all that confidence. <laughs> no, no, it's good. By uh, Elspeth taking the lead, um, you, uh, Amoa and Azar, as well as Renner, you begin to follow in suit and you continue to ride forward. And in about an hour's pace, you felt like you should have been at good meat by now. <laughs> but with the lack of a direction and the road itself kind of being erased from being seen you find yourself an hour into a long blizzard and elspeth's the only one that knows this at this point correct oh uh, by well i mean everybody by now is like we've been riding for a oh, okay. bit and we haven't re reached good meat yet guys hmm? at this point i'd take any mead just <laughs> get this out of is there shelter that we can we turn around or feels like we've been riding uh my ass hurts I, I don't i don't think we're going to be able to turn around but um if if we think we should stop and uh try to wait it out i don't really know uh, uh. maybe we could well, give it another shot work together maybe <laughs> try to find where the road is well i don't think we should stay out here it's terribly cold and it's not going to get any better i think um elspeth I'm, I'm sorry do you happen to know how long these blizzards would last in this area i know you have some notes on the region uh, well that's the thing um the region has been in you know encased in a permanent winter so i don't know that they ever really stop they just sort of huh. move wonderful well, um, I personally am fine in the cold, but would probably like to find some form of shelter to see how this, if this passes over in a moment. Um, again, not for me, but for these beasts that we are riding. They uh, seem to be slowing. Perhaps maybe we should give them a, a moment's break. Certainly, certainly. Um... I know we can't see anything around the strings, but is there, a, do we even know if we're on the road? Is there a way to? Uh, you could make a perception check, but it will be at disadvantage. 
Okay. Can we all do that? <laughs> um, either one person can roll uh, with normally or two people can roll with disadvantage. Okay. I have plus four perception. I think Elspeth, do you have that as well? A something like that. Same. Okay. Yeah, same here. Okay. Um, I'll, prov- I'll provide Renner the assist so that he can roll normally. Okay. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> no. Both of you with your eyes looking out and both of your eyes very much adjusted to ah. dark ah. places are 16. able to look around and unfortunately with all oh. the snow that is happening and not knowing how far you've drifted from the path it's kind of hard to make out whether the road is technically underneath you or if it's further away. Ah. Well, um, do we see any type of, I know we're in the woods, I'm assuming. It's like uh, a woody type <clears throat> uh, You're not within the woods. You are kind of more out on the open um, area. Oh. And no signs of, well, yeah, probably not. Um, with I... the 16, you do see a darker silhouette a little bit off to the distance. Let the group know. Moving okay. or stationary? Currently stationary. Uh, well, everyone, I mean, I, I can't see a thing, but I do see in the distance there may be some form of shelter that way. Perhaps we head that way? It's as good a plan as any to me. Perfect. Looks for me. And then grab, yeah, grab uh, Ricky. Ricky's, mm-hmm. um, what is this called? Bit, not bit, bridle. Bridle. Yeah, bridle. Yeah, bit, and yeah. just start leading towards it. Yeah. And are, are the rest on foot as well or going to um, continue to ride? How far away is the thing? A little hard to tell just based on obscure, obscure, obscuring of the blizzard, but it is, it is of, you can see an outline of something slightly darker than the rest. Maybe we should just ride them up. Yeah, I, I haven't jumped off my, my axe beak. I'm still, I'm actually just like sort of clutching and taking notes or observation yeah. of, of the other two axe beaks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Renner can take um, Ricky and I can um, hold on back and he can just lead us. Okay. Elspeth is going to continue to ride with a four foot nine, trying to just (laughs) leading the way in the in a blizzard. If if Donovan and I staying on Snowflake doesn't seem to be causing us to drop too far behind, then Mm -hmm. I will continue to ride. If Snowflake seems to be slowing too much, then Elspeth would probably get off and lead. Um, because of their large splayed feet, the snow or the axe beaks are quite fine navigating on top of the ever-growing snow. Um, Renner, at the current moment while you're walking, just make me just a dex check. Uh. (laughs) Oh, yes. Axbeak sees fish. 15. 15. You trudge through the snow and Thankfully, with your lighter frame, at no point does it ever get to like chest level, but you are having to lift your feet up and you just watch as Snowflake and Boulder kind of just are 
going past you as they walk and you're just trudging through i mean ego wise as like i feel like azar and ricky will are being polite and staying behind but as they start to like lead in front and he feels the the bit go in front of front of him he'll just be like and then he'll kind of try and do some type of jump fancy jump onto the back of ricky again okay i'll say fancy jump you're able to get with you're able to get up um but you're up and then you three uh the three axe speaks right toward the structure and it starts to get more defined and it you look at it and it's just a large boulder well maybe we should take shelter under the uh the boulder there a little fire by the boulder should uh give us enough extra heat i think if we need to rest and if the wonderful axe beaks need to rest too I'm game. Yeah. So Boulder like on a hill or something or just in the middle of a field? Just kind of in the middle of the field and you do see some smaller um, rock formations, but it was the Boulder that Renner was able to pull out. I'd like to look around and see if there's anything else here. All right. Make me, uh, I, I guess, just a perception check for now. Okay. Unless you're being more thorough, then it will be investigation. No, just see if there's anything to see. So you start to make your way around and you notice there was some shifting of the snow, but it has been since since the blizzard has come in. It's it's very small in terms of difference, but there used to be something around here. Okay. I don't see any other creatures or anything, right? Uh, not currently, no. Okay. Well, while Azar is looking, uh, Renner will hop off and then start to attempt to make a fire in the downwind area of wherever the boulder is. Okay. Um, observing this, um, <laughs> I'm like, mm. <laughs> do you need a hand or... You got this. I'm pretty sure I've got it as he's trying to do the the flint. Again, I, I he guess. doesn't know anything about fire. So I'm like, oh okay. Good luck. And I and I turn away and like kind of adjacent, but like just out of his periphery, I cast uh create bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> and you cast that and Renner as you're chipping away, just say like, <laughs> Goodness, are you all right, brother? Yes, I'm, I'm quite fine, thank you. And then he'll kind of look at the flint. <laughs> and, I, and, and I look, and I look over, and and very genuinely, just like you're trying, you know, like just really encouraging, uh, rather like, oh, it's not a competition. <laughs> it, the bigger, the better. Yeah, I think it's all comes back it. around now. He sees no runner making fire, and he sees fire. He's like, "Oh, good job, wonderful, thank you." Oh, yes, well, of course. And then he'll just confusingly put it put away his flint, not understanding what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> I I just shoot shoot a wink over to Azar. Elspeth, <laughs> uh, can we maybe look at that map again uh, right here by the fire? Yes, uh, yes, of course. Um, 
perhaps get pull a better idea the, of where we are. Yeah, pull out the map, spread it out, and just kind of be like, well, based on how long we traveled, I think we must have been in this general area when the when the wolves came. But after that, I don't I don't know what direction we pivoted off to. I don't I don't think we've backtracked, but I don't know if we're anywhere near the road. I would assume the boulder means we're not directly on it, yeah. but who knows? Well, we're not in the forest, mm. and we've got rocks all around, so we can't be on the river, so you know that much at least. Somewhere between the forest and the river. Mm. Well, what say, if, if we take a short rest in this type of an environment, will the axe, the axe weeks be, be able to take a short rest too and get yes. back there? Perhaps, <laughs> maybe we should try and get a, a quick moment's rest so that we can, um, and see if this storm will blow over, perhaps. Um, sounds all right to me, but I, I do think we should all agree that if it doesn't pass in, say, an hour or so, that we should just keep moving. It can be very dangerous to stay still too long in these sorts of extreme conditions, uh, especially ah. for those of us who aren't sort of immunized against the cold. I'm so sorry, I forget that not everyone is immune to the cold and immune yeah. to these type of conditions. <laughs> no, quite, quite all right. Wouldn't expect you to know all of that. Hmm. Um, anyway, yes, uh, maybe sit for an hour. Um, I will reach into my pouch and find some of the fish that we had for the axe beaks and feed them mm -hmm. to try to stay in their good graces. <laughs> <laughs> and they've nestled quite firmly into... Uh near the boulder and they kind of made their own little click away from you five <laughs> where they're just axe speaks over here and click huh staying like they're huddling together and very much staying warm popular girls lunch table excellent it is. yep mean beaks the mean On saturdays we wear white <laughs> <laughs> uh no. well, why don't i go ahead and uh just keep an eye out just in case Okay. While this hour rest is happening, uh, Amoa, could you make me a perception check? Keep an eye out. Ooh, nice. 16. Ooh. So as you stand there looking about, and it's despite the extreme conditions and the roaring wind, it, there's almost a sense of. Um, I guess peace for you because it's not incredibly cold for you, mm -hmm. um, but the wind is blowing, and aside from your compatriots, not a sound. Okay. And the hour passes by, and the blizzard has yet to abate. Sort of turn back to the group and like, are we ready to roll again? Ah, I suppose if we must, we must. Yes! <laughs> um, like, make a perception check, folks. <laughs> On that, I love it. Uh, no disadvantage? Uh, it was close enough for you to hear it. 
Yes. Oh, nice. Sorry, I have to check mm. my modifier. I know, I was just doing that too. Weather, I guess. <laughs> there we go. So, Amoa and Az yes, Azar, um, you hear that weird exclamation of a sound, and you look about and you see on one of the smaller rocks, just like a little almost like a small little person staring out from behind the rock. And then they hide. Will wave. They look. A hand comes out. <laughs> Just mirroring it. Hello. Sees you. Waves a bit. Are you comes cold? From, out from behind. And you notice they are very small, like maybe this big, as big as one's head, and they have straw atop their head and across their uh, body, and it looks like they have a small little mask, and they walk forward, and oh, they look God. at Omoa and Azar, and they're like, <laughs> "I uh, Omoa takes his um." his hook necklace, his necktie sort of extends it like friendly, like come mm -hmm. on closer. Oh, they're and so cute. As you extend it backs up a little bit and then it ruffles around in its um, straw wearings and pulls out a spoon and just points it out in the similar fashion as you. Does the rest of the group see this, or is it just I was going to ask. I was going to say, do oh, yeah. By this time, oh, this what small... are you? What are you doing over there? Why are you waving at a, a rock? Yeah. By this time, the small creature has come up to Amoa and Azar, and you, oh. um, the other three, do see. Oh, I, I call everyone over. Look, 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 natives. I'll instantly look to Elspeth. To be like, what? Elspeth is riffling through all of her various pockets, <laughs> trying to find the correct colored notebook where she's taken notes on like local creatures to see if she's got anything on this one. <laughs> I, I think that's the blue. Is the blue in the left? Or the, I think it's all right. Flipping through, looking for any notes she might have on mm -hmm. this thing. Um, Romy. In this case, I think it would be more of an Arcana check. Excellent. I have that skill. <gasps> that is a 10. A 10. Um, you are unfamiliar with it. Okay. I... No idea. They look... Um... I've never <laughs> seen them before. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nothing, nothing. I... Right. Um... Go ahead, Azar. I'll just uh, kneel down to it and I'll say, my name is Azar. What's your name? It looks at you and it kind of mimics leaning down, but still looking up at you. And looks over at Amoa, looks at the hook, looks at its spoon, points its spoon up at you. I will uh, 
take out of my mess kit a spoon mm-hmm. and see if they want to trade. Cute. And despite having this masked face, um, you noticeably see in its body just like a little perk up and it's like... Yeah, I'll trade spoons. Up? Trade spoons? Yeah. You trade spoons. I've got a giant spoon. And <laughs> this creature gives off a very ethereal, almost interesting sound of, wow. Do we all hear it or just as Oh, well? everybody hears it. Oh. <laughs> and then you just kind of see it disappear. And as it disappears, you see, it, despite all the snow coming down, you see just like a light flurry come down atop of Azar. And Azar, you have gained a charm. Um, And I I believe it's, yeah, it just, I'll just describe it to you. Uh, Charm of Bounty, uh, you have three charges, and you can expend one of them to create food and water, requiring no components. Cool. And there is no uh, time limit on this. Okay, let's go into my notes. Let's yeah. use by whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can use the create food and water spell three times. And once it's expended, uh, you are no longer charmed in, in this sense of being given a charm. Cool. So, yeah. Like, like Amol kind of wilds out at this point. He's like, whoa, did you see that? Ah, yes, did you yes. see that? Yes, yes, did writing everything down. Fascinating. I wonder if there are more around here. Do you think there are more of these little little creatures with gifts? Uh, p- possibly. Renu's gonna I run to the earlier and I didn't see any. Renu's gonna run to the boulder and kind of like look <laughs> look around. Make see. me a perception check. Uh, Sixteen. Frantically, you look for any small creature similar to the one you just saw, and you do not find any. Nah, nothing's here. And then I'll walk back to the group. Like, oh, <sighs> well, let's move on. <laughs> that was great. I sort of like trench over to uh, uh, stomp out the, the the bonfire and retrieve boulder. Mm-hmm. I'll find um, a pocket all... to put my tiny spoon in. Yeah, and it's it's a nice spoon. You see a little bit of carving on the handle. Um, it's metal, and it's curious that a creature like that would have something. That ornate. But so use it for all tiny cups of tea. Hmm. <laughs> Ask the ethereal, the ethereal, wow. Did it sound do you, could Renner potentially recreate the noise with his his sonar underwater capabilities to try and recreate some type of communication with whatever it was? Through a whistle or something. <laughs> okay. Um, make me a 
performance check. See how well you can imitate it. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Before we leave, I would like to attempt one thing. I'm going to try and communicate with this creature. Um, <gasps> hey. A 10. <laughs> a 10. You get the pitch right, but just that sense, it was, it was very unearthly in a way that it, it's kind of, it was on this first pass to try and imitate it immediately was, is a little difficult. So he'll wait for a second. And she'll be like, bah, let's move on. And then start approaching Ricky. I think Elspeth would uh, run up to Amoa and before he fully stomps out the bonfire, she's gonna like grab torches out of her pouch or something and light three torches. So we've got one for each axe beak so that we don't have to worry about keeping like the cantrips re-upped. And also because wolves hate fire. (laughs) (laughs) I observed this and and nod no more. So you all hitch up and get on top of your axe speaks and just go. Um, I don't even know which way we're heading. We're just like, let's go. <laughs> Very quickly. Um, you all notice the torches you passed out with the wind and the snow. Very quickly, just go. And you're all in darkness. Uh, I'll cast light on the torch. Ah. <laughs> so Azar relights the path and you are able to all see and not lose one another um, but yes in this case I would like another person um, to roll a navigation check and since you are starting to get a grasp on the terrain one person can help if they wish or two people can roll I will help my survival is only plus two um, yeah, mine as well. I have a plus four to survival, but I rolled the last one. So if somebody else wants to, no, go okay. for it. You're okay. I'm the back of an axe beak. I have no idea. Where we are. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to take away anybody else's chance to get no, us lost. No, you're good. <laughs> is now our go-to. It can happen help. twice, right? Oh well, that was a twenty-two. Hey, so <laughs> and. Despite not having any real bearing, just with the dark sky, the blizzard, you can't see any of the stars. You make an educated guess. And especially with your intelligence, you're like, I feel like we've been riding this way and that was my bad. But if I course correct and aim it this way, we should be on the path to good me. Lovely. And... As you continue to ride with your axe speech, just crunching through the snow, wind sweeping around you. As you guys make your way in a more northwestern direction, you begin to see the outline of trees. And looking at the map, you're like, ah, if we just aim it a little bit more south, we should be headed in the direction of Goodmead. And thankfully, by this time, the blizzard has very much come to still a very brisk wind. 
but it's not obscuring so heavily with a bunch of snow. And as you make your way along with the map and with Elspeth's um, guidance, the first thing you notice, um, everyone except from, oh, uh, wait, no. Yeah, it would be it, both Donovan and Elspeth on um, Snowflake. You just kind of notice that Snowflake tense up a bit. Um, I will tug the reins to slow Snowflake mm -hmm. just a little bit and and just do that very standard like something something wrong is everything all right and sort of pet the pet the neck and that like i know you can't really understand me but can you <laughs> give me a hint <laughs> and you and i'll do a, a scan around to see if i spot anything out of the ordinary mm -hmm. um no. go ahead and make me a perception check please hooray that's a six. That's a six. Um, <laughs> the concern with Snowflake and looking about the wind still coming a bit much, um, there really isn't any giving. You do see the trees a little bit to your right, um, and that is helping cut some of the wind. But you aren't, you don't, see or hear what exactly is making snowflake a little tense and as you point this out and stop with snowflake um azar and amoa since you're riding with um ricky and boulder you also kind of feel the birds fluff up a bit give a give a bit of a tensing <clears throat> i uh sort of hop off and decide that i'm gonna just slowly lead them instead um, mm -hmm. As opposed to, you know, uh, hey guys, I think Boulder's not having it. Can they hear me? Actually, oh yeah, yeah. the the snowstorm has ended. Yeah. Hmm. Are you you are your birds also uh, getting a little fluffy? Mm hmm. <laughs> That's all right. It's all right. Shh. Um, dear Sir Amoa, do you mind leading Azar and my, um, Ricky, rather? We, we would hop off, as you know, but, um, the snow is probably quite, how high is it on Amoa right now, the snow? Uh, right now, um, Amoa, right about the knee, so there's yeah. still a good, um, uh, right. five feet so sticking out. <laughs> we would hop off, unfortunately, it would be up to our necks, so do you mind leading yeah. Ricky for us? Thank you. Absolutely. Um, and so I'm all sort of can actually can I can I just grab all the 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 axe beaks and just kind of like lead through the snow? Yeah. I think uh, that was to you, James. Sure. Oh, was it yes, please, quite. Yeah, yeah. So you're Elspeth, you're allowing Amoa um, to lead? Um Sure. I mean, she and Donovan, I think, are going to stay on there, mm -hmm. so she can also steer uh, Snowflake herself, but keep up with the other two. Okay. All right. So I've got. Um, Do you take Ricky and Boulder, and we'll Ricky follow Boulder, with Snowflake? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what are their names again? <laughs> Ricky and Boulder. Yeah. Ricky no, Boulder. No, yeah. Ricky and, and Boulder. Compared to Renner's time in the snow, Amoa, you were having a bit easier. <laughs> um, just due to <laughs> height. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but you all continue to move forward. And I think, yeah. Yeah, everyone except for Amoa, just passive perception-wise, um, you start to pick up on what the Axe Speaks were puffing up about. And it's just a faint buzzing sound. Just like... And as you walk further, you start to see the shapes of buildings. And the buzzing sound as you approach continues to get louder. And like with, buzzing like insects or like machine like buzzing? Kind of... um, I would say, yeah, with, with what you have, more of an insect kind of buzzing. And it's just going And as you approach these uh, silhouetted buildings, you get to see little faint dots of torchlight that because you are now very much close to the tree line on the northern side to your right, um, the blizzard here doesn't feel as bad. And you can understand with the standing torchlight of the town that's approaching, you can ascertain that the woods help cut a lot of the wind. Um, I'll just rub Ricky on the head. It's like, it's okay, bees won't get you. And the, the act speaks because you keep leading them towards the buzzing sound or still a little puffed up and they walk with you apprehensive. It's only been a few hours with you all. So they're still like, again, apprehensive, even with your direction. Um, but as you approach, you see a small sign on the way that says good meat. Ah, success. We've made it. Thank you, Elspeth, for your guidance. Uh, certainly. Sorry about that little uh, detour. But uh, we're here now, and um, it's all right, it's all right. Shh, shh, shh. Keeps kind of shooing <laughs> Snowflake along. Renner will keep digging his heels into Ricky without Azar knowing, trying to get it to go a little faster. <laughs> um, make me an animal handling check, oh, Renner. Great. <laughs> <laughs> 21. 21. Hey. Well done. You're finding the pressure at which point um, Ricky is moving forward, but not to the point where it's going to like buck you off because it's getting annoyed with you. <laughs> Renner is very confident about that. Nah, yes. Mm hmm. <laughs> like he feels like he understands these beasts 100% now. <laughs> <laughs> and as you approach this town, it's significantly smaller than East Haven. You can already get the sense based on the buildings that you can see and like the way they're arranged. With East Haven, you noted that you could see the evolution of 10 towns with all the little pockets that if you were to go exploring... Goodmead, as you approach, has a very distinctive style that's based on the degree of detail. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't think you would, one would change that. Because as you approach some of the buildings, you see massive heads of reptilian creatures, sharp teeth, 
atop roofs, and you see serpents carved in wood going across the eaves as well as the um, roof points. And they're all made of wood, and they've got sharp teeth. They've got massive frills, all reptilian types of creatures in carving are atop these buildings and you can see it in the architecture. Some of the posts have more of a serpentine look about them that has been carved in this particular manner. It is very distinct and very, not what you get from 10 towns, especially everybody who has come here from Bryn Shander over to East Haven or those who even came from the West from uh, Bremen and Targus. It's like, this is different. And is it ominous? Is it like an ominous feel vibe we get? Or is it more like, wow, look at the craftsmanship of this, like the way in the way that they look? Um, the, the heads are very dynamic, but at no point is it like, I mean, with the torchlight coming from below and you looking up at the um, these reptilian heads, you're like, that's a bit ominous as if they kind of like had a flashlight below them. Gotcha. Um, Oh. hmm. Seems like a... This is... I don't think reptiles and things would live in somewhere so cold. This this is odd. I would agree, Zara. I would agree. Well, I, I mean, again, it wasn't always this cold here, or at least not not year round. So there's, it's entirely possible that there were uh, uh, reptilians or uh, dragonborn, anything like that, who helped found the civilizations. Um, I think I have notes somewhere, just fishing around for a notebook. <laughs> and if you can't are... necessarily find it, but... meteorologist <laughs> Elspeth, I love it. <laughs> if you're proficient with history or nature, go ahead and make me a roll. I believe I am proficient in history. That would make sense. I am. Let's give it a shot. That's the 23. Nice. 23. You're great today. I, I am scared. If we get into a fight, <laughs> I'm going to die. Because <laughs> I've rolled too well so far. <laughs> you find that one notebook and you flip through. And you're like, ah. Oh. These are very distinct creatures. They are dinosaurs. Specifically, as you know, um, from the island of Cholt. Ah, yes. yes Far the... down south on the um, Sword Coast. Yes. Ah, yes, Choltian architecture. It's very uncommon to find this far north. Uh, island entirely full of dinosaurs. Tends to be more tropical climate, Cholt. of course. But uh, I ah. can see how they could have... Uh, from Cholt came here. How interesting. I wonder if it was... If these are built in homage to something, or if these were... Do you think they were worshipped, the dinosaurs in this area? We must speak with the local town folk and then instantly start looking around for some type of tavern or some type mm-hmm. of... And you look around and like a lot of the buildings pretty small and have that similar um, flair about it. Some a little less than others where they don't have like giant heads, but you can see some of the influences and it is a very uh, homogenized architecture style. Um, but you do see one building, two stories high, and on the eaves as well as the top of the roof, immaculate sculpture, sculptures of wyverns just hooked along the edges. And the other ones, they're sculpted and carved to look as they do. This one also has a bit of a paint job on it. 
and you can see some green verdant colors with some gold trim along it. Even in this low light, you can tell that it is, even with the snow covering it, there's, you see some of the peeking through and you're like, damn, that's, that's very well crafted. And you see lights within it. Um, and as you look around, you notice that the firelight torchlight is all about too. Um, and you see rounding a building, one torchlight, two torchlights, and then a train of people are walking through the um, the road of t- the main road of town, and you very particularly, I would say everybody, since you're now able to see it, um, there are four people kind of bearing a load, and then another blanketed thing atop of their load as this procession is starting to move towards your direction. Ah, people, excuse me. And Renner is going to yell as loud as he can to get the attention. Renner. Ah, yes. That that looks like a funeral. Yes. What is a funeral? Someone's died. And? Don't interrupt. It's rude. Oh. How's that insect buzzing as we're moving <laughs> forward? Um, make me a perception check, whoever would like to. Okay. Come on, lady. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got an 18. I'm. S- <laughs> wow. <laughs> Keep rocking that one, Azar. Keep rocking that one. <laughs> Azar, you're just reprimanding Renner at the moment. Um, whereas, Elspeth, you're trying to like put out your ears and you can see it or hear that it's much more centralized within that larger building with the wyverns atop. Hate that. Okay, cool. <laughs> but as you um, five are standing there with your axe week, you see this procession moving towards you along this main road. And the person leading is like, excuse me. Move out the way. <laughs> Azar moves out of the way. All the folks um, lead off to the side. Um, as you do, uh, this procession passes by. And a very similar sight for you all since being within 10 towns people bundled up the wazoo it it's hard to determine figures outside but they are all walking along this procession with this blanketed figure being led down um the main street i think elspeth would actually sort of lean out and be like are you in need of assistance i'm a cleric Oh, I mean, not really of assistance. He's kind of already dead, but we're just going to say a few uh, few words as he well, probably already has, but just going to say a few words as he's passing on. Of course, we'll uh, I'll, uh, say prayers for him that uh, Kalimvor and Jurgle will find him in favor. Thank you very much. And that one person rejoins the procession 
and you you see let's see main road here <laughs> yeah there you go okay and yeah if you see the meat hole there yeah yep you can see as they're leading um towards a very particular building um right near what would have been the water's edge but hmm. Much due to the freezing nature, you can see just out of this town area, the um, similar to East Haven, like the difference between land covered in snow and ice of a lake covered in snow. You can see a bit of a dock from where you're standing. And this procession goes over to a small building near the uh, shore side. I think I'll follow. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll join Azar. Cool, cool. The other two? Are we are we still um, intending to bring our axe beaks? I was going to say, is there like a space where that are you know like hitching posts in this area, like where you can tie? Uh, off? You can see some hitching posts on the building with the wyverns. With the buzzing, where the, yeah. the uh, axe beaks hate. Perfect. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> you see them kind of stamping in the snow as you are closer to this buzzing sound, and they're just like... I will, I will bribe them with fish. We'll be right back, I promise. I sort of take the uh, uh, boulder <laughs> by the head and like smash forehead to it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you tap foreheads, and despite the earlier goings of working with boulder, the axe beak is starting to warm up to you, Amoa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Elspeth, do you toss a trout? Yeah, I, yeah, I toss trout to, to all of them. Uh, and Render is just trying to swallow it whole. And Render is still sitting atop. Ricky is kind of um, sulking after Azar has reprimanded him publicly in front of other people. Is just going to be like, and when he sees everyone start walking off, he'll just slide off of Ricky and start just following the group at a very small distance mm-hmm. without saying anything. So you five follow behind and you see this procession and you appear uh, in front of a shrine. Um, the shrine itself doesn't have the stereotypical like Western door style. It's more of a sliding door kind of deal. Um, and it's just like opens out and it's just a singular open room that goes out and back. And there's a large, not an altar, but a large table in the center. And it's hard to see, but there is a bit of um, iconography atop the front of the shrine. But with the snow that has accumulated there, you can't quite make out what it is. Um, but you see the procession, the four folks lay down the body still covered. And as you watch, you see just a couple or a single person say a few words and then move on and some return back to the group. Some just say their piece and then leave. But there are no tears. It's not like a... <laughs> it's just... 
almost formal. Uh, what whoever the like last couple of people are to leave, I'll um, ask one of them. So, um, what what happened? Did they just get old, or did they get sick, or? Oh no! Uh, this is um, this is our former speaker Kendrick Wheels Reelsbarrow. Kendrick Reelsbarrow. Um, how how familiar are you all with the? Uh, I guess good mead economy. Not very enlighten us. I, I guess you make mead. Very good. Very good. It's very and much I in guess the name. It's good. And it is good, and thankfully we have been able to use that opposed to the more common uh, knucklehead trout commodity that most of the other East ha- or uh, Ten Towns people have to ship and sell. And we're fortunate that we have our mead. Unfortunately, there was um, there was an attack on one of the shipments and. Kendrick decided to go and face this aggressor and, well, got a spear through the chest. Oh, so it wasn't wolves. I was thinking maybe it was wolves. We saw some wolves. Oh, no wolves. Um, was it uh, people from another town? No, at least we don't have all the full information, but there was a, uh, there was a sighting of a larger... Larger humanoid, larger than any human, um, larger than even the friend there pointing <laughs> to a point Yeah, yeah, larger than even him. No, oh. that's really yeah. big. Oh. Shoved a spear right through him, and well, he had to get pulled back, and or not pulled back. Excuse me. He was uh, he was found a couple of hours later. When he didn't return. And where was this that this happened? Was it here in Goodmead? Uh, it was the the attack happened along the road, and um, Kendrick went into the forest, pointing over to the woods up on the northern side. Huh. Has whoever did this come back? Or... I mean, not yet. In terms of. Uh, I guess a repeated offender, if you're wondering, but it is it is unsettling, you know. Hmm. Have you, out of curiosity, have you ever heard of someone named Sethic Caltrill? I don't believe I have a Sethic Caltrill. Just curious. Yeah. Uh, well, is this uh, common here? He works for uh, Torgs. Oh, Targs. Yeah, Targs, they, um, they pass through every now and then. I believe they're headed over to uh, Dugan, Dugan's Hole at the moment. They were here just, let's see, they stopped in yesterday, stayed the night. There was kind of a blizzard at that time. So then they were, then at that point, they headed over to Dugan's. Ah, we're on the right track. Come back we'll here. Uh, I mean, they probably have to come back through here. Um, Dugan's kind of a shithole, so yeah. Is that far from here? Uh, Dugan's spot. Uh, let's see here. 
They're going on foot. It's about it's about four hours. Ah, but I see that you have a couple of steeds there. It'll take you a lot less. Hmm. Is there somewhere we, we could stay tonight? Oh, there's some rooms in the mead hole. Looks up at the sky. I mean, yeah. What the fuck is night anymore? Am I right? So we've been learning. Hmm. Well, then, um, it's going to be a few interesting days here in Goodmead, and uh, how to get back to get to back to where for me. Wait, so if the speaker, who's in charge? Well, we'll probably give a few days to let it settle with uh, Kendrick being dead and all, and then we'll have to elect a new one. Oh, who's, uh, who's next in line? Is there a natural succession or? Oh, no, no, no. We're, we ain't got no kings up here in Tin Towns. It's more of a, an election based off of the people, um, whoever the people would like to have as their uh, speaker would be chosen. And Kendrick, he was a good man, a joint of a man, and they point over and, well, you aren't exactly getting exact height based off of um, him being horizontal. (laughs) (laughs) You can definitely tell he's in between Donovan and Amoa and closer to Amoa in height. Big boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big uh, man. If we have any other questions, where can we find you? Oh, my name's Murray. Um, I mean, I'm around. Help out with uh, mead production. Yeah, if you guys want some mead, you can go over to the mead hole and points over to the uh, two-story building with the wyverns. Yeah, over there, there's um, got some rooms. Got some uh, mead. Uh, that's about all we got here. That seems lovely. Um, okay. I think we. Thanks. Yes. For sure, for sure. Anyway, stay warm out there. Catch you all around. Thank you, uh, Mari. 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 All right. Starts to walk off. So it sounds like oh, uh, meat hall. <laughs> Warmth. Get some good meat. Oh, I'll meet you there. So you'll beat us there, or you'll meet? Meat. Us there? Gotcha. No. Um, I yeah. Renner's gonna stay back a moment too, because he wants to kind of try and understand what just witnessed um because we're left alone with a body in this shrine area Mm -hmm. right now correct okay yeah he's just going to kind of approach the body and kind of look down upon uh wayburn uh kendrick kendrick i'm sorry kendrick real sparrow right yeah um elspeth's just going to stick behind for a minute she's going to pull uh her incense out of her bag and like light a stick and and do sort of her little 
prayer ritual. She is a death cleric. This is what she does. So mm-hmm. Renner's going to observe this moment if Amoa and Azar are off to the uh, the mead hole. Oh, I'll wait. <laughs> Amoa, are you joining Donovan Chambers over to the mead hole? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to make my way over and, and also check up on the uh, the axe beaks on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, they're getting used to the sound, but they're still a little, a little, uh, not skittish, but a little shifty. Alert? Yeah. Hmm. yeah you enter the mead hall. Um, Renner, you, you look at the body? Yeah, I do. I want to look at the body. Okay. You pull back the, uh, fabric. Yeah. Cool. Um, as a tall man, and yeah, he's close you, to Amoa's height. Human? Um, yes, human. Hmm. Very built. Um, it's a body that has has worked a lot. Um, not like worked out, but like has seen a lot of work. Mm-hmm. See a bit of some scarring. You see calloused hands, but and a very very square jaw. Um, a beard that comes down here and fills out with the mustache, short brown hair, um, darker brown skin. Excuse me. Uh, can I lower the the blanket to the wound? Because mm-hmm. I know they said he was stabbed or he was thrown a, a spear. And you pull it back and it is a massive gaping chunk just straight in the middle of his chest. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever pierced him was pulled back out okay and i just want to see if observe if there's anything that would be unusual about the weapon that was used like poisoned or like you know like some type of if it was enchanted magical or something he just wants to examine that for a moment um make me a medicine check please Mm -hmm. Nineteen. 19. Um, nothing unusual. Whatever through this, though, the spearhead is quite massive. Mm-hmm. Because on this giant of a man taking up a good, I don't know, 30% of its chest in and out, it's a large, large weapon. All right. Renner will take that and then in, in, starting to kind of understand the customs and seeing what's happening with Elspeth and he'll pull the blanket back over where he first got it from. Mm-hmm. You and then turn also, back I mean, to Elspeth. Yeah, I was going to say, and then turning back to Elspeth, like, do you mind if I ask what you are doing with the... Oh, um... The smell sticks. Yes. Uh, <laughs> incense. It's, um, it's just ah. part of a... Part of a human custom. We we Ooh. light it and we uh, say our, our prayers to the gods, and it's thought that the smoke helps to uh, lift our words to their ears in the plains beyond. I don't know if that's really how it works, but it's uh, certainly a nice touch. Oh. Um, as I explain this, Renner, I also want to look around the shrine and I want to see if I can clock what god or pantheon this shrine is to. Okay. Make me a religion check. And I'll say with advantage just due to 
nature. Because I'm less proficient in that than history. <laughs> that is a oh, natural oh, 20. <laughs> Excellente. I'm going to die. <laughs> I feel like, roll, you know, roll with advantage. You'll probably get a 21 on the next roll, the way you've been rolling. <laughs> natural 21. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. All right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Tell me everything about the gods of this region, I guess. All the gods. All the gods. Um, so you look about the shrine, and oddly enough, there isn't a lot of iconography even within it or around it. Um, you do look at the sign, and I'll say because of your curiosity, you have found a way to clear away some of the snow, and it's a, um, it's a shield with a flaming sword. And you know it to be the shrine of Tempest, a god of war. Okay. Um, but other than that, the rest of the building, I mean, you do see like some chairs put off to the side and um, some tables. But nothing about this screams god of war. Sure. Right. Uh, yeah. With that and with my uh, my prayers to Kelimvor and Durgol finished, I will uh, pack up my little incense kit and uh, look to anyone who's still here and just be like, hey, um, shall we go get some drinks and perhaps finally get out of the cold? Yes, please. <laughs> yes. As you three begin to make your way to the mead hall, that's where we're going to take our break. <gasps> I'm getting better at making sure we have a fun place to give a nice stop. Anyway, folks, thank you so much for joining us so far. We'll be back in about five to ten minutes. Um, make your way to your respective restrooms as we shall do. Two. Hey. Not number two, because that would take a little while. But <laughs> back in about 11 to 14 minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're regular, you know. Discuss amongst yourselves whether Amoa has nipples or not, and we'll uh, be back shortly. <laughs> there we go. Woo! Welcome back to Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. I got it right this time. Um, yeah, our adventuring party made it into Goodmead, and they just witnessed a funeral procession while they walked around the Chultian architecture. Very odd within this frigid climate. But now they find themselves going to the buzzing sound that they hear within the mead hall. And as Renner, Elspeth, and Azar enter. You see Amoa and Donovan Chambers, the third, has found a table off to the side. It's a somber atmosphere, um, but those two have found a table, and there's already some mead out and about. Unless, unless nobody wants mead, but then if everybody's getting mead, it'll be five copper per person. 
Uh, Renner is not getting mead. He will okay. order a tea, a hot tea. Can I grab uh, Donovan's arm and like use it to wave at everyone? Oh, oh, yeah, yes, <laughs> oh, mm, my... yes. Hello, my Over friend. <laughs> to no one in particular, Renner will say, "Where with them?" As he's <laughs> as he's walking towards the. There are some people at the table that you say that to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Strolling on over. And you get to see now um, with people with a little bit less uh, clothing. It's not like the white lady in where there's like uh, very nice where you could stick your coats and everything. People kind of have their stuff about them. Um, but yeah, you see a lot of quite a different assortment of people. Um, sitting about um, the general, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess the word skin tone is more leaning towards the browner side. Um, but you do see some intermix of uh, some paler skins within there. Dwarf, human, um, you see an elf. Hmm. Uh, Zara tried to flag down someone to see if she can get some hot tea. Too. Mm-hmm. and you're able to flag one of the um um waiters down and he's like uh how, how can i help you hot tea yeah. with honey hot tea. we can do honey hot tea have you ever had pine needle tea pine needle tea no all right is it good it's a very good mead taste. Is there mead in it? Oh, no mead in it, but ah. it's, it was a branding choice, you know, to name the town good mead, but when one is a good mead taste, meaning that someone from good mead would probably like it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, uh... Renner also blinks, just kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> I'll I'll have pine needle tea, I guess. Yes, Alrighty. make it two, and then he'll pull out a gold piece and hand it to him. Alrighty. Uh for the lady, would you like some mead, some pine needle tea, or uh, mead is fine, thank you. All right, all right. Well, this firmly covers it. I'll I'll be right back. Walks off. So, so uh, what did you guys find out? So. <laughs> well, well, we were able um, to witness uh, the body of Kendrick Real Sparrow. Um, I noted that the weapon that has taken his life is now quite, a, and then kind of show on his own body, quite large. So um, oh. it was in quite a grotesque, fa- grotesque fashion that he was murdered. So... There's that. <laughs> that, that. That is concerning. Hmm. Must have been something really big. I, I'm sorry. I was a bit contained in my own thoughts. Um, did am I to understand that this all happened at the same time that the the, the Torgs was in town? I don't right. know. I mean, the body didn't seem particularly um, 
It seems like this was recent, but it's mm. hard to tell with all the cold weather, so I I wasn't sure and I didn't want to pry. Well, didn't he say the people from Torque to here a few days ago? Mm-hmm. Yes, and they stayed the night. Yeah, they left in the morning, this morning. So while y'all were in okay. East Haven. Great. Mm. That's what I thought I had. Just wanted to clarify. <clears throat> I mean, he said there was, I mean, the, the, lady, the dwarf lady, she didn't say it was a giant person, right? It was just a regular person, uh, the Cephic person, right? And that was a really big hole in him. Yes. And she, she said, I point to Mo, she said, the, uh, uh, the uh, Murray said that the person that killed him was bigger than you. Well, and uh, Kendrick wasn't mm. a small man either. No. Could also be ten little men holding one giant spear. Yes. Where is that tea? <laughs> As you look around, you see the the waiter coming by. He's like, oh, sorry, had to make sure it was all nice and warmed up. Here you go. Places the teas, places a mead for Elspeth and has a small little jar of honey um, in a yeah, little, little wooden cup with a little one's, um, what are those things? The honey. Little dipper? Yeah, the little yeah. dipper things oh. uh, inside. Um, add as much uh, honey as you would like. Um, yeah. Enjoy the tea. Oh. Thanks. Walks off. Thank you. Uh, Murray mentioned something about a Dugan hole. Maybe uh, after we yeah. replenish, we can go investigate. Ah, yes. Well, seems to be, uh, he said they'll be coming back here from there, so we could just wait. They'll have to come back, right? It's the most logical route to return back through here. Well, we would probably meet up with Murray because it sounds like we have quite a few questions still for him um, in regards to the timing of the murder and also um, if and when they'll be coming back through this way. Um, If that's something that we should do after our tea tea break. So how are we going to figure out if Sephic actually has been killing people? I mean, if we ask him, I'm pretty sure he's not going to tell us. I've just assumed he has been a murderer the entire time. Well, is that how they do it? Was Helen sure it was him? She just think it was him. Oh. Finn seemed quite confident that um, he was the most likely suspect, but I think that's rather different than having explicit proof. Look, I don't really, I don't really go in for all the, you know understanding how people's minds work. I'm just here to, you know, say some prayers over some bodies and uh, apparently read maps. Well, mm. <laughs> when I guess we can talk to Torg and Suffolk when they come back. I, I mean, maybe unless you want to go chase after them, we might meet them on the road, but then we had to turn back around and Personally, I maybe think they want us to do something about whoever killed um, the man. What was his name? 
Kendrick? Uh, Kendrick. Kendrick. But there's no one in charge right now. Correct. Yes. I do wonder, Ramoa, it's just a thought, but it seems like here they favor the biggest and the most successful. I'm wondering if you should run for the next mm, something of this town. I'm not quite sure what the hierarchy here is on land, but... I love running. Yes, I think this... I mean, this could be something. It does seem like they favor that, so... um, I'll just put that out there, and then he'll drink his tea. Uh, you drink this tea. Did you add any honey to it? Not knowing what honey is, no, he has not. Unless he sees someone else put it in first, he's not going to do it, no. So you drink the tea? I have had pine needle tea before. It is bitter and almost astringent. It is a very... I wouldn't say caustic, but it's it's very pungent in flavor. It tastes Ma. like resin smells. Yep. <laughs> it tastes it, like resin <laughs> smells. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. It tastes like pine salt. Ah. Oh. It's like, here, I'll, I'll it's, take it's the pot. Tea? I'll get kind and, of um, uh, I will take um, both the teas. I'll pour them back together. And I will um, cast prestidigitation on them to make it taste like chamomile. And get that back here. Try this. Ah, let me. Ah, it's different than hot tea before, but it's still nice. It's better than whatever that was. It's like sewage. Try some honey. Honey's nice. Honey. Yes. Honey. Just here. (laughs) Put a little (laughs) bit of honey in your tea for you. And stir it up with my tiny chewy, oh, spoon. Aww. <laughs> hey, thank you, Azar. Thank you. And then we'll try the the hot tea, chamomile tea with honey. Um, I don't think he'll understand because sweet things he doesn't get. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't like. So he'll probably be like, Wah. I prefer it. Not before, a fan of honey. But- Okay, well, take mine then. Where is her? This is going to be an entire campaign. As our trying to recreate the first hot tea he's made for Renner. Like, uh, well, I was just sitting here going, did, Renner, did they not exp- There are multiple kinds of tea. Oh, no, I was told that it was leaves and hot water. And- well, uh, yes, it is, but there's there's all kinds, you can do all kinds of leaves. And technically, it's only tea if it comes from the tea plant. Otherwise, it might be an infusion or a tisane. Or- yeah, I've got a- notes about it somewhere. <laughs> Pull out a notebook. <laughs> oh, this is overwhelming. Well, thank you, Elspeth. I will come to you for all my tea needs. You are now the tea, qu- oh, <laughs> tea queen. <laughs> <laughs> In my book. Make that into a shirt. Tea Queen Elspeth. <laughs> Tea Queen Elspeth. It's just for going like this with, with her notebook. <laughs> and then on the back is a czar with the, his little tiny spoon with honey dripping from it. Marketing materials. Uh, yeah, so he'll take he'll take a czar's just the basic bland, well not bland, but chamomile tea and start sipping on that. But trying to get the taste of that honey out of his mouth. <laughs> Elspeth will drink her mead. Is it indeed good mead? Oh, have you? You've had mead before, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
this one, it's it's interesting because bees up in the far north, just it's a concept that's hard to wrap your head around. Um, and you don't know if it is because of the climate here is very unique. Um, it's very earthy and uh, there's a crispness to it, which is maybe somehow influenced by the weather itself. Um, but it's a unique experience. And as you five have been sitting here, the droning is very loud. And you do, if you look around, you do notice every now and then just like a, and you look around and there's a few bees, some of them like crawling into holes and some of them like going into a back room where you don't see exactly what's there. But bees are just kind of, Flitting about, not singing anybody, but just kind of going about the business. Huh? Well, they're honeybees, right? They're not like uh, wasps, or are they? Oh no, no, these they're they're nice. They're the nice bees. Oh, the nice ones. Like, who's That's talking good. to us right now, <laughs> James? <laughs> the nice bees. Huh. Well, I still think that we should find out more information about this this speaker of the town personally but that's up to you Amoa. i leave that to you if you want to i'll do it yes excuse me and then he'll turn to someone that's sitting next to us uh <laughs> around mm-hmm. the group uh excuse me and uh you flag someone or you turn around and you tap someone um quite bulky frame um and as she turns, it's a brown-skinned woman, and she's got um, kind of like an undercut, just like on the sides, basically. But her the top part in the back is just like a long, flowing mane that goes down to mid-back and has been tied into a very uh, intricate braid. Hmm. And you see the shaved head, and she turns, and her frame bel- uh, belies her face, which is um, softer. There's a softness to it, not like just soft, but it's just like there's a nice um, light smile on there, um, thick eyebrows and brown eyes as she turns to you. And she's like, uh, hello, dear. How can I help you? Hello, Mrs. Doubtfire. Um... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, dearie. <laughs> um, yes, hello. My friend Amoa here. Um is quite a large and um, sturdy figure. I understand that your... (laughs) I understand that your town may be looking for a new speaker. If he were to run for this position, how would that go about? Oh, (laughs) and then the person next to this uh, woman, just like, ah, no, 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 all right. I don't know who this person is, all right? But hola, Vesa here taps the larger woman with the braid. She's going to be the new speaker. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. I, that's, a, that's a bit, um, if your friend wants to run, that's completely and totally fine. Um, yes. <laughs> the other one's like, but no. All right, let me tell you, let me tell you something straight. Olavessa here has lineage all the way back to the founders. 
of good meat. Trust me, if you want someone to be a speaker, it's her. All of us looks at you saying, well, he looks like a very um, charismatic individual. Gives away. I don't say, I just kind of like <laughs> waggle my, my unibrow. <laughs> See? All of us, uh, no, 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 it's, I'm sorry. My name is Olivessa. Pleasure to meet you all. I'm a Moa. A Moa, pleasure. I'm a Sar. Hi. A Sar. Nice to meet you. I see you got some of that pointy. <laughs> it's a bit strange for even my taste, but um. I am Rena Rena Volada. Thank you for the information. So, oh, and this is Elspeth, and then introduces yeah. Elspeth. Oh yes, good choice on the maid and uh, your uh, mustache friend there, and Donovan Chambers. Like Donovan Chambers, the third. Pleasure to meet you. Oh, lovely to meet you. Yes. Now, while we are waiting for the running, um, we recently discovered from what was his name? Oh my gosh, Murray. Murray. Murray that um, the. <laughs> So many notes. That the Talks Merchant Company has been through here recently. Oh, yes, they have. Now, when are they to come back here? Do you know? Well, I mean, I don't know their personal uh, travel schedule, but if they're headed down to Dugan's. Oh. Um, <laughs> mm. I mean, depending on the weather, they might be, they should be back by the evening, but if it's bad weather, oh. they probably hold up in Dugan until tomorrow, depending on this, when the blizzards abate. And this is the only route back towards Ten Towns from Dugan. Well, I mean, yes, and we are all part of Ten Towns. Um, um, but um, yes, I mean, unless they tried to go a different route, but that would be very dangerous. It would basically either be going over red waters and some of the ice there is a bit... Um, uh, less than suitable and if they went elsewhere let's say to Targus they would be going straight over the tundra and you don't know exactly what's in the tundra sometimes well thank you Olivessa so I believe I have all the information I need and then he'll just turn back if, and I, if anyone has more questions well, I say, Elspeth will just kind of sure. probably be like I, we were we were terribly sorry to hear about the death of your speaker how Long ago was that? We we saw the funeral procession. Yes. Um, I mean, that was only, uh, I believe, yesterday. It was right, when the attack well, happened, and then Kendrick, being the man that he is, uh, grabbed his weapon and chased straight into it, and we found him. Of course. Later, and brought him back. Massive hole do in you, his chest. Do you know who... What um, killed him? I mean, I don't know exactly, but it's a pretty um. The tales is that he has a very a very large creature, um, humanoid, standing, um. But yeah, just made a raid on our shipment of meat that was headed towards uh, I believe it was Targus that one. How long was he uh, a speaker for? 
Oh, he's been a speaker for at least, um, let's see, the man was 43, so, oh gosh, oh, it was a small little guy when he was, uh, so about 20 years, he was, he started off pretty young, <laughs> um, and was probably going to be a speaker for quite a while, it was well liked, but. So he didn't have any enemies, for... he didn't have anyone gunning for him in any way or oh not necessarily no Kendrick um I mean to be fair I mean Kendrick was a man who didn't take anything um sitting down if you know what I mean if there was a problem he'd go to the person and uh talk it out and talk it out he did first but if fists needed to come to it many people would not be going up against uh um good old uh, Kendrick and then the person next to her, um, all of us is like, but Olivessa here could easily do it. <laughs> you see, she's quite um, a brawny woman, very large shoulders and um, biceps and forearms. Well, again, we're terribly sorry for the loss to your community. And um, thank you for the information. We're just, oh, um, certainly. just traveling, passing through, trying to... Learn what we can. Oh, certainly. I've never seen your faces around here, so I can either assume you're from one of the larger cities or you're taking a bit of a visit. Very strange place to be, but who am I to stop one from traveling? Or running for speaker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you want to, and then the person next to all of us is like, N okay. No, 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 no. And like, they like have a little bit of a whisper, kind of like a campaign manager <laughs> whisper <laughs> argument. Yeah, uh, uh, Amoa Amoa sees this and, and sort of like, oh, they want to play, and so I like lean over to Renner and like, ah, what? And then I look over to Elspeth, like really want to include. Sorry, is this some dialect of primordial? I'm not fluent. I mean, you, all of us is like kind of has her back towards you, but like the campaign manager dude is just sees this happening. He's like, <laughs> I start to get louder. I yep. sort of noticed that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now I got Alazar in there too. This whole campaign is like 100% comedy at this point. It's like a screwball comedy from the 1940s, and I live for it. I love it. So and I'll, uh, I'll just ask everyone quietly. Um, so, I mean, we're already getting paid to avenge, you know, the other people that are killed. By, maybe they'll pay us to kill whatever killed him. Ah. But there's no one in charge. I'll just look to the campaign manager. <laughs> maybe they would have information on... Excuse me. Uh, last. Um, yes. If uh, if we again we are a traveling group of of people of great great renown, um, if we were to find who has murdered your Kendrick Real Sparrow, would there be um, any type of gain or notoriety for it on our end? Oh well, um, and then all of us kind of pipes up at this. It's like, well, you see, um. The fact that our mead was stolen, we don't exactly have 
much in terms of uh, compensation, but um, I mean, if you were able to do this, the, the town would be incredibly grateful and well, you could have free lodging here or something. I mean, that, that would be a conversation for, um, let's see, do they have a name? Mary. Oh. Who, do they have any person for? Mm. Steve. Yeah, they haven't. <laughs> Steve in marketing. Well, yeah. they did not name the person unless I missed it somewhere. Um, but uh, all of us, it turns it's like, yeah, if you talk to Steve over there, possibly he'd be, um, um, I, I'm, I mean, we, and looks up at the meat hall. It's like, we, we make all our meat here. And if we lose shipments to elsewhere, then it's going to be a significant problem. Uh, I could probably talk to him a bit. And again, I'm sorry, no, nothing in the way of monetary value or anything, but I'm sure we can, we can reach uh, a suitable uh, compensation. And then the guy next to her say, that's why she's going to be the speaker. All right. Yeah, she knows she knows how to deal with traveling bands of adventurers given eyes to a MOA specifically. Oh. All right. Good meets next speaker right here. And all the best is like <laughs> uh I'm all sort of concedes that. <laughs> All right, well, mayhaps we will speak with Steve in a moment. Thank you again, Olivessa, for everything. Oh, certainly, certainly. And turn back to the group. Um, what would you all have us do? What do you think? Should we travel to, to the, the shit town? Um, Dugan. Abdugan, the hole, or whatever it was called. Well, they said they'll be coming back here tomorrow if the weather's good. If the weather's not good, I wouldn't want to be traveling. Mm. You just don't want to go back out in the cold, do you, Azar? Very true. Ah, I can respect that. Well, in the event that they do arrive, how do we want to welcome them or not welcome them or uh, approach them? Got to talk to them, right? I mean... Ah, yes, talking. We don't even know if he actually did anything yet. It's true, and we're not really going to be able to do any investigating of that here, because seeing as there wasn't a murder here, I mean, there was a murder here, but not related to those murders. It's a different situation. So, um, perhaps I'm being a bit altruistic, but um, doesn't it seem like Perhaps we ought to just help them for the sake of helping them? I'm 100% fine with that, yes. Yes. <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm just... All right, we, we just don't want to miss them. I mean, we'll... I'll turn back to um, um, Avessa and ask, um, excuse me. Uh, oh, Yes. Um, we're we're looking for um, the traveling merchant Torgs. Uh, oh, you you, you just we were told that. yeah yeah. Uh, do, 
do they stop through here on the way back or do they just go straight through? Well, they already made their, um, I guess, uh, they did their um, selling here already on the way through. They kind of leave the uh, less good wares for Dugans and they would probably sell there in Dugans and then depending on to weather, they might stay here, not really selling anything, but then they would make their way back up to one of the larger towns, restock up and take goods about um, to the smaller towns. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Certainly. Turn back around awkwardly. Um, <laughs> so uh, maybe we should I'll just turn back to the group. Um, so maybe we just wait here in the morning for them to come back? Yes. That sounds like a plan to me. I think what we should do is find some lodging um, and wait for them in the morning to confront them with um, why or if, excuse me, they're committing these murders. And if they say no, do we just drop it or? I haven't got that far, but. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I, I. We'll sleep on it. Ah. <laughs> yes. I have to ask um, <laughs> where you're from, do, do you sleep on water beds? Uh, sorry, that was that was dirty. Matt laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Renner is just going to blankly stare at Amoa to be like, "Well, um, no. Um, like most aquatic animals, we're able to sleep with our eyes open in case there is danger afoot. But again, we don't get much sleep defending the continents from beasts of the sea." That's fascinating. So then if you're on land, do you still sleep with your eyes open? Do they do they dry out? Do you have to or do you have the third the third eyelid that comes in to protect and keep everything lubricated? That is a very good question, Elspeth. How about this? When I fall asleep tonight, you tell me if my eyes glaze over or not. Because I honestly have not known. My dreams are so vivid that I, I continue to just imagine myself protecting the seas as I'm sleeping. So I just can't, I can't really tell when I'm awake or asleep. Pulls out the green notebook, starts scribbling. (laughs) (laughs) Amo actually takes like a lot of interest now in in all the scribbling that Elspeth is doing and sort of like leans over. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, I was to say, uh, do you uh, speak Elvish? Because if you don't, you won't be able to read my notes. You'll see what I'm writing, but you won't be able to read them. Yes, I don't. Okay. I don't. So I'm looking over. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's yep. taking it in. Like, mm-hmm. I think. I think he's more. He's, he's more pleased that there's some like seeing it being written rather than actually understanding what is being written. Totally. <laughs> So I guess we should get rooms for yeah. the night or what do they call it here? 
It's always dark. Uh, Rest. Rest time. Reprieve. Rest is good. uh, Let's look around and see if I can spot someone. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So when you look around, you notice that uh, Olivessa and her compatriot have left their table and all of yeah, I would say a couple of you maybe clocked that all of us and went towards the back um, where more of the bees are concentrated. Um, their friend is now at the front putting on clothes and all that to go out. Um, but you do see where she pointed towards Steve, the innkeeper. Okay, I'll uh, get up, walk across to and I say, hello, are, are you Steve? Oh, yeah. My name is Steve. How can I help you? Um, we need um, a place to sleep tonight. Oh, certainly. Right now, we've got two rooms open. And you you notice this very, not broad-chested, high-chested, older half-elf. Um got just a slight receding hairline bit of the point in the ears um very proud sending it but you see him trying to like yell over and you get the sense because of the bees that are constantly droning he's just like so it'll be two rooms right yeah the two rooms two rooms that's how many we have can we have them would you like to have them yes I see, I see. All right, that will be um, one gold piece for the two rooms. The okay. other four can actually hear this <laughs> across the hall. We can. Okay. I'll pay him the gold piece for the two rooms. Thank you. All right, here's your keys. Now, don't forget the one that's on the furthest end. The door's a bit on the creakier side. So you might need to jiggle it a bit. You understand me? I just nod enthusiastically. (laughs) Excellent. Just so you know, if you need anything, Steve will be here for you. Okay. Gives you a thumbs up. He's like, that was very loud. <laughs> yes, what was that? Yes. Like, I assume the permanent potential for permanent hearing loss because of the constant buzzing. So sometimes you don't realize that you're due. Anyway, excellent. Thank you, Azar. Yeah. Thank you, Azar. Mm-hmm. So, who, who wants a room? Uh, are we just drawing straws? Are we going into rooms? Well, I shall accompany Miss Elspeth because she's going to um, document how I sleep this evening, apparently. Yes. Okay. Give her another one key. I'll take that one. Ah, Thank you, Azar. Thank you. Let me split this with you. I don't want you to be put out by our... Yes, I'm happy to contribute. Let's Uh, see. How about uh, about this? I'll just give you one gold. Why not? And then toss us a gold at Azar. (laughs) Oh, um, thank you. You're welcome. 
Elspeth, shall we to our quarters? Certainly. Is there, is there a barkeep around here? Oh, uh, you see Steve. Oh, it's Steve. Right, right. Uh, hey, Steve. Um, hello. Oh, why? Hello, Tar. <laughs> when do you uh, shut down? When do you pack away and, and leave? Or, oh, or that's the. See, the tricky part. Are you from around here? No. Are you from no. up in the Sword Mountain or Spine of the World? That's right. Oh, you're from Terre? Uh huh. All right. Well, you can probably see down here. It's usually night time. Um, well, basically, it's night time like altar time. Uh -huh. So it's a bit hard to determine when we shut down. It's kind of just a feeling. Like we get a bit of the twilight, but otherwise it's um it's a very much a gauging process of like, ah, I'm Steve. I feel a bit tired today. So I close it down. Oh, I got you. Okay. Okay. Well, do you mind if I hang out here then until you're tired? Certainly. I mean, look at how many people are just hanging around. All right. I, I'm always just going to decide to like hang out here and, and while, uh, yeah, just kind of stay observant. Cool. Like, at the, at All the right. Other, by the fire. <laughs> you sit by the fire. Um, Azar, you headed up to your chambers? Yeah. All right. Donovan Chambers. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go to bed then, yeah. Yeah, Donovan, the Ch Donovan Chambers the third will also join you. Um, okay. Yeah, let's start with um, Amoa down downstairs. Amoa down, um, you're downstairs and you're watching, and you do notice, um, yeah, you just start to notice that a few people are trickling in and out. Um, it's very strange that just like a little while ago, like you were surrounded very much with people who look like you and now it's just like everyone is much shorter than you it's a very <laughs> interesting sensation um as you're sitting there you do notice as the door opens wide a group of five um of varying heights just like cold weather clothes very similar to what you've been seeing throughout 10 towns arrive and they start to strip down and you see uh, a stockier one with very pale skin, bald head, massive red beard, a dwarf, and then a few compatriots behind get their clothes, cold weather clothing off, and they sit at a table, wave down Steve, get a few drinks. And otherwise, the evening is kind of uneventful. No music. The droning of bees just keeps going on. I uh, stride over to that table and uh, introduce myself. All right. Hello. I'm Amoa. And on the way in, you might have noticed that you're missing a speaker if you're new here. I'm running for speaker. What's your name? Uh, the moment you say you're running for speaker, you notice... The other four on the table just kind of glare their eyes a little bit and look to the dwarf. 
who then looks up at you. It's like, I take note of that. So, you're running for speaker. Mm-hmm. What makes you think you're qualified to be a speaker of good meat? I'm alive. Did you just hear this, boys? And you see the other four just kind of the very like crony laugh, or they're just like, a... <laughs> "All right, ah, that's a good joke." I haven't. Thank you, thank you. What was it? Uh, Mua, Mua was the name. Amoa, 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 Amoa. Well, that was. I didn't. I, I didn't catch your name. What, what was your name? Shandar. Shandar Fourth. Shanda, nice to meet you, Shanda. Nice to meet and, you. And yours? And I sort of like point at the other four. Mm-hmm. And you hear a couple other names. You hear, um, hi, my name's Funan. The other one is like, hey, my name's Set. The other one is Ronnie. The other one says, um, Train. Train? Yeah, Train. T-R-A-Y-T-R-A-Y-N-E. Gotcha. Like, well, nice to meet you, uh, gents, and uh, I hope you consider voting for me uh, for a good laugh, huh? Oh, can, wait, I get you, can I get you uh, a round of, of tea? Or, <laughs> oh, wait, wait. We ain't drinking that pine needle shit, are we, boys? And they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> wait a second. You're actually running. This ain't no joke, then. <laughs> I just stare right back. Like plain faced, just let let my like the middle of my unibrow twitch. Uh, well, if you are running a moa, I wish you the best, cause you. you're running against Shander Fourth. Two rounds of drinks, then. <laughs> as long as it ain't that pine needle shit. You got it. How will it take two rounds? So I um I, I sort of signal to Steve. Mm-hmm. How can I help ya? Two rounds for this uh this party here. All right. Let's two see. rounds of your best mead. Are you talking about our ten year? That's gonna be expensive. Are you sure you want the ten year? Hundred percent sure. Hundred percent sure. Boys, you're gonna be drinking good tonight. And that case, let's see. And you're just doing mugs for each of them? Uh yes. Okay. Let's see. Or, or the versus, tenure, versus, let's say... versus a uh a, a keg, you mean? Yeah. Or... Oh like I'll a, do the keg. I get I get him a keg. You want the the cask of the okay. The cask, yeah, yeah. Cask of the good stuff. Good shit. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going to ask you again, tall man. It'll be 10 gold. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. And I, I sort of like, bring, just plop it on, on into his hand. Well, if I were a betting man, I would say this man may be the new speaker. Walks away. And you see him like have to, he has like a, almost like a little gurney kind of deal puts the cask on and wheels it over to the um 
table with a little bit of uh, effort. He has to kind of like haul it up. He taps it right there, right in front of everybody. It's like, all right, then. Enjoy. Walks off. I uh, excuse myself from the group and, and make my way upstairs to sort of rasp on the doors of my compatriots here. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know which doors they went into? <laughs> no, I, I knock on every single door. Roll me a D. Roll me a D six. A six. Okay. You knock on the door and uh, make me a perception check as well. Okay. As you approach this door. A 10. Easy enough to hear because it's it's on the louder side. Uh, you hear heavy breathing and grunting. Do you still knock? <laughs> I just, I, I wiggle the, the doorknob and, and if it's, is it loose? Is it, or is it locked? It is not locked. Then, then yeah, I with one sort of swift motion, I open a doorknob and sort of like say, uh, Azar, Renner, Elspeth. <laughs> you Ooh. say that as you see um, two men in a bed together and they just like look at you and like, um, <laughs> sorry, we're not renting. Ren- ren- <laughs> sort oh. of back away slowly. <laughs> oh, very natural, very natural. And uh, like a- a- exit. Sorry. All right. Um, roll me. Are you gonna try another door? Yes. All right. Roll me a um. Roll me a d6, and if it's a six, you know not to do that door. Well, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and roll again. Sorry. It's maybe interesting. If it just keeps giving you sixes, that'd be. What oh. the hell? That is a de- <laughs> interesting. Six, oh, six, six. What the fuck? Have you? Oh, have you? Oh, what, you the horror part? Of hell <laughs> we found the horror part of the campaign. Amoa, oh, all of a sudden, a glyph appears below your legs. And... No. Well, <laughs> everyone, pack Any up. Chance we're going we to the hear Amoa stomping back and forth down this hallway. Yeah. <laughs> I so with your passive perception, you hear just like the clumps of a of a large person like looking at a like stopping in front of your door and then moving to another like you just hear the shifting movement. Renner and Elspeth, you also kind of just hear the constant shifting in the hallway. Yeah. Is that I'll I'll go to the door and look out like we have this room, it's the squeaky one. I'll like squeak the door like he said it was. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. Oh, hey. <laughs> Make my way over there. And it's right across the hall from the door you opened. Um, and you enter, and as Azar closes, it's just like... Uh, I share I share with Azar and um, Donovan what I learned downstairs. Uh, what's his name? I wonder how uh, many people Shand- are running Shandar. Shandar. 
agenda. I wonder how many people are running for speaker. I don't know, but he's got four others with him. I have four others with me. We need a tiebreaker. We should get the others in here. Do we get the vote? Hmm? Do we get the vote? We're we're not from here. Do we? It's a good question. Hmm. I mean, I guess if they let you run, they should let us vote. But I mean, we're not like part of the town. I wonder how the fault and she'll just like start to wonder to herself about how things work on here. <laughs> uh, look over to Donovan. So, well, my <clears throat> friend Ink or Amoa, I, um, if you want to run, I think that would be great. Great. I'm glad I uh, inspire your vote of confidence. D. I mean, certainly, my friend. Um, yes. <laughs> I don't have enough like, of a backlog well, of Donovan Chambers. <laughs> if you he just removes his coat and puts it back to live on, here? takes off his coat and puts it back on. Well, uh, well, if I was speaker, um, ideally, we'd figure out where these murders are coming from, right? That's, I think that was what Renner was indicating. Uh, unless I do have to leave here, then maybe I might change the name of the town. I got lost in Was five. the meat good? It was so-so. But I wouldn't go to a town yeah, named so 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 sound very good. No, yeah, too many no. syllables. Yeah. Mm. The tea is. Mm. Mm. Yeah, bad tea. tea. So so mead. Maybe I don't want to run for. Speaker. They have a lot of bees. What about something with bees? They have a lot of bees. They do have a lot of bees. Mm. Well, I should let you know that the uh, the gents downstairs, maybe we can get more information from them. They seem to have been coming in from some other place. I think some kind of info sharing might be helpful. They're also going to be liquored up by the time we go back down there. So maybe um, we get some more info. Hmm. Well, is, is there? Do, uh, I look you want around to talk to them there. more. I'm sorry. What's that? Did you want to talk to them some more after they were drinking? Yeah, but maybe I was uh, thinking maybe we can divide and conquer, bring everyone down, and single them out. It sounded like uh, sounded like maybe they were too much for me to handle. But they very big. Uh, no, the uh, so I describe I sort of described the the one person I did kind of recognize, which is a, well, there's a dwarf. Uh, oh, you're much bigger than a dwarf. He's tall. Yeah, but he he comes up to my uh, <clears throat> sort of like indicate it my makes crotch. you cough. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It does. I'm a little afraid of dwarves. Are you allergic to dwarfs? 
Oh, I don't know. Allergic is a, it's a big word, but no, I just listen between you and I, I've been kicked in the balls by a dwarf. I just, I didn't know they could kick that high. He was on the table. Oh, well, then don't let him stand on the table to be fine. Great. (laughs) (laughs) I sort of look around the room like, where's everyone sleeping? So it's a it's a modest um, um, room, and Renner and Elspeth, your room is very similar. It's only two beds, um, has a nightstand and um, a candle there for you. yeah, it's it's pretty. It's a lodge feeling, but also very uh, minimalist in a way. But at no point is it like uh, want... destitute. Uh, did you want to go to sleep or talk with the dwarf and his friends? Well, if we can uh, get the other guys down here, we can. I'd say let's go talk to him. It should be perfectly liquored up by now. Okay. Come on, Donovan. It's like tug him out of bed. Certainly. Pulls on his coat and is like, Donovan Chambers III is always ready for uh, an interrogation. Oh, oh, okay. And I'll, I'll go knock on Renner and Elspeth's door. Like, but yes, guys, oh, come that's on. where you were. <laughs> well, I feel like, <laughs> Alondra, you should say what we've been doing for the past. So while you guys have been doing this, uh, been... Renner and Elspeth have just been sitting in the other room, like staring awkwardly, intently at each other, waiting for one or the other of them to fall asleep so that they can report to the other one what happens. <laughs> Just sitting cross-legged, like facing each other on yes. the bed, like for the staring. past half hour. <laughs> and you hear that knock at the door. Go away. I'll just open the door. It's like Amor's met made met oh. some people. He wants us to talk to. Azar. Sorry, Azar. Say that again. We what? Amor made some friends. He wants us to go talk to. Oh. Elspeth, thank you so much for this. We will have to resume this. Try another time. Yes. Yes. Amoa, is, has mm-hmm. he approached? Is he inside as well? Or they're no, they're the in the hallway. hallway. Oh, yeah. I'm standing by the doorway. All right. Like what what in. what is this all about? What is happening? I found another uh, speaker runner. Oh, a contender. A contender. Yes. Thank you. Ah. And and being as you are my uh, campaign manager, oh. I thought maybe you should know. Right. Um, who, who is this? What is this? Are they downstairs now? Shandor. Yeah, and I uh, might have spent more gold than I intended to, but maybe there's some information. Uh, I hear my dad once told me that money buys information, so. Ah. Oh, yes, terribly accurate. Oh, good. Dad wasn't wrong. I sort of like look up to this guy. <laughs> or the ceiling. The ceiling being right in front of my eyes. <laughs> well, let us go meet the Shandar then. And then uh, um, Renner, I was about to say assault. Oh my God. <laughs> Renner throws on <laughs> his vest 
and just uh, and grabs the trident and then starts striding downstairs. Okay. Okay, let me. Okay. So Renner strides downstairs. The the others follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, as you uh, descend, um, Amoet's a little bit out of earshot due to the droning of the bees, but the other four do hear. Um, you you do hear the laughter. I will say this, <clears throat> but what they're laughing about, um, the other four do hear. It's like, <laughs> if I the fucking ten yet, did you see the eyebrow? <laughs> and you just see them all laughing and slapping the table and you don't know how far they're down the cask but um you got a good sense of how far gone they are mm-hmm. Elspeth will go over to the cask to like fill a glass which is partly to try this mead but also to test the cask and see like, like, give it a little bit of a, a rock or something. See if she can figure out how much mm-hmm. of it is gone. Are you doing this stealthily or just... I don't feel a need to be stealthy about uh-huh. it. So I'm just going to go over and kind of, like, rock it a little bit, see if I can hear the slosh or anything. And and, mm-hmm. and you're rocking a bit. And um, Shander looks at you. He's like, whoa! That's a... Oh! Well, hello there. Hello. Hey. Sorry, Are you I here to drink with us. Oh, uh yes. Uh I my my friend said he bought a a, a cask for the group. I thought I should come see. Sorry. Uh did I catch your name? I my name is Shandar. Ah, Broth. Shandar. What wonderful. How's the mead? I is my, it's so good, man. Wonderful. Um, can I tap another round for everyone? You're buying us another cask. Well, I was just going to fill from what's left of here first. Don't no need to get ahead of ourselves. Oh, oh, how <laughs> uh, we doing, boys? We all want another. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will start collecting cups to refill so that Mm. I can achieve my initial goal of finding out how deep in they are. I will also kind of turn and give, like, Renner and Amo a little bit of the eyes of just the, like, what did you do? And as you slosh it a bit, (laughs) it's about halfway down, and it's a solid, solid barrel there. Delightful. I will refill for everybody and just hand cups back. Have a lovely drink, gentlemen. Wench, I want a hot tea. No, you don't, you shit. You really, you really don't want the tea. <laughs> it's much better. Why are you trying to steal my heart's desire? Your heart's and then you desire. You see them start to argue with one another. <laughs> Slowly back away. Um, are you backing away uncomfortably, Elspeth? Um, a little bit. 
Okay. It, she's, it, it, she knows she's out of her depth if this goes another direction. So she's like, going to put some distance here. Okay. So in seeing Elspeth kind of back off after staring intently into her eyes for the past half hour, kind of picking up on her, this feels weird vibes. Um, Renner's going to kind of approach the group and be like, um, I would like you not to make the lady feel uncomfortable, please. Um, I wouldn't want you to not be a fish. Clever. <laughs> so, Shandar, and then address the one that who introduced himself as Shandar. It's like, Shandar, so I'm not to understand that you were also running for the town's position. Yes, of- I am. And if you don't run, <clears throat> you don't vote for Shandar Froth. That's a poor mistake on you, buddy. Are you from this area? Yes. Do you reside in the town? Yes. Make an insight check if you like. <laughs> like, ooh. Okay. Insight. Got to get that insight check. Let me check on my... No, it's not the great. I've got a four. You got a four? Yes. Seems like he's telling the truth. Ah. Well, Shanda. Have a good night. (laughs) That's all I wanted to know. Right? Don't fall in the lake. I know the knucklehead trout would treat you like a brother, but don't fall in there. It's cold. It wouldn't bother me, Shanda. Ah, uh, <laughs> I get it, because you're poor fish! In hearing the the jibes of him being a fish, um, he's going to take his trident and walk past Shandar, his chair, and kind of like use the, the base of it to kind of just jolt the chair as he walks... Where are we, like, in reference to the table? Like, So let's say this is the entrance area. Mm-hmm. Um, the table is at, like, the front corner, and then the stairs upwards is, like, right about here. So your friends are kind of here, and so... So I'd, I'd have to actually approach to do it. Uh, you would, like, from your group, you would have to approach here, and if you want... Shandar is... Um, he's not back against the wall here. He's more of back to the inn. So his back is right ah, now towards your friends. Great. So then I'm saying that he'll walk up and be like, all right. At, at his last fish drive, he'll walk and be like, well, gentlemen, have a wonderful evening. And he'll like kind of approach the table to do it. And then when he spins to turn around, he'll kind of jibe the bottom of the chair. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to sweep it from underneath or just shake him? You're, you're muted. Sorry, shake it, but just shake it, and I want him to kind of like wop. Oh, okay. Um, roll me just a straight strength check. Fifteen. Yeah, temper your control enough where it's just like jostles him, and he's like, "Whoa!" Huh? Earthquake? (laughs) No? 
Hey. Another one. As you uh, fire, as Renner walks back to the other four, you just see this group of dudes drinking it up. Uh, when I approach uh, the group I'd again, like to... oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. I'd like to go to the um, table and I'll just mention it's like, you guys still what? I had an idea. I'd say to the dwarves. See, we heard that something in the forest killed the last speaker. And if we go in the forest and take care of it, I think my friend Amoa will probably get to be the next speaker. What do you think? Shander looks to you and how tall are you five two five two so it's a little bit of up because he's in a seat looks at you he's like looks at Amoa looks at your group if you could kill what killed Kendrick Fucking sure, be the speaker. I'm sure everybody would love you. But just so you know, Shander is loved by everybody already. And it wouldn't change. I'm just not brave enough to do anything, and I walk away. <laughs> Let's see if you actually registered that. <laughs> he looks... Very confused. <laughs> Looks to his compatriots. <sighs> Let's see if anyone else noticed it. <laughs> How drunk are you? <laughs> They're all quite drunk. They didn't... <laughs> hard for them to just like register the insult and it's taking them some processing time <laughs> like there's a buffer just like <laughs> do we hear what azar was asking and what he was saying oh i said it loud enough for anyone to hear oh, okay um in hearing azar's thing he's gonna when he when azar she comes back when he's kind of gonna be like Mm-hmm. That was good, <laughs> uh, and then kind of I, I, I want to yell back to Shandar. I just walk back to Shandar. Like, Excuse me, am I to understand? What that- the hell, my oh. trying to drink? Am I to understand that you know the creature that did this to the the? You see a fucking hole in his chest, man. But you know where the creature resides. Well, he had to go chase it into the woods now, didn't he? Have you seen it? Have you seen the creature? Well, then why are you going on about it like you have? When did I say that? I said to you, we let our friend there that if I knew I was the one who killed it, then yeah, sure, people might like a Mua, but you can't be a real good Does anyone guy. in the middle of, of Shander things turns around and like, does anyone in this bar know who this gentleman is? Is he loved by all in this town? Amor the Mac goes, no. 
<laughs> kind of like, no. <laughs> a Romian insight check, Renner. While this is going on, can I sneak back over? <laughs> Go ahead. And if are are you sneaking, you can roll a stealth check if you'd like. Because I feel like there's something you want to do. <laughs> 17. By this time, it's getting late. Um, Steve is still up, but he's gotten a little on that tired side as you uh, clock him. But then you clock the other patrons and you ask that question and they look at you and they're like, looks down at their cups. Shander's like, don't show all Shander. I, 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 I see fish boy. But it was hesitant. It was a hesitant. There's some hesitation. I clock that stealth. You, you get over there pretty quietly, Azar. Yeah, but hesitant. Well, while they're busy, I would like to cast Prestidigitation to make their ale taste like the um, pine pine needle tea. Our group is so petty. I love this. I love this so much. (laughs) Okay. So you see them and like this interchange is happening and you see Train go for a sip and you just (laughs) And they're like ribbing him. It's like, oh, he's. Aw, can't handle your mead. Hmm. <laughs> I'm more, uh, can I, can I, my, do I, do I see Azar do this? Do I know like this is. Um, no one sees Azar do this. Oh, okay. Right on. <laughs> but you just see them all spitting out their mead and Shandar turns back. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? This is. Best meat we've had it. <laughs> what the fuck did you do? Slides back the chair, stands up. What the fuck did you do to my meat? Who's he what? pointing to? To you. To me? Because <laughs> he can't see his arm. <laughs> I just come at it. you like um, chin height. He's chin height on me? Yeah. So I can look down. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so Renner getting a big, big chest. He's gonna look down. He's like, oh, I didn't do anything, but it looks like you can't handle your meat. Mm. Uh, what's your AC? My AC. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Sixteen. Sixteen. <laughs> He swings at you, but then he's just like, poof, falls on the ground. Behold, to the group, to everyone in the room, behold, uh, your next town leader or speaker. <laughs> oh. Um, just roll a d20 for me on this. You don't have vicious mockery, but holy hell. Can I make my way over to the table? Yep. Uh, so Amoa sort of sees this and like, yeah, it like the pieces kind of fall in his mind and he, he walks over and grabs the casks 
<laughs> grabs a cask since it's still like half of it. Like, guess you guys won't be needing this anymore. <laughs> Tucks it under Wait, his arm. Uh, and though they are proper slush, and the other ones are like, wake your butt, and they're like falling over. One, uh, let's see, one of them falls over. What are the other three doing? Ah! Oh, well, it's a disadvantage. We'll see what happens. Five person pile up. <laughs> Two of them are still standing up and they're like, wait. And they like grab you by the shoulders. That's ours. Who were they grabbing by the shoulder? Uh, Amoa, because he has the cast. They, they leap on his shoulders. <laughs> not leap on, they're like trying to catch up to him. Oh, okay. And they're not all dwarves. They're, they're oh, a bit of gotcha. A I thought they were all dwarves. <laughs> Just like, hanging out there. <laughs> no, these two are the humans and they like grab on the shoulders like, that's ours. And they like try and spin you around and they try and take it from you. I just sort of backhand one. <laughs> First person that laid their hand on me. Just with, with, with like my entire weight. Oh, roll a d20 for me, my friend. <laughs> you smack them and... Three! With a three, but like... Fucking hell. Wait for <laughs> um, You smack him, and he doesn't fall over um, as much as you would hope. He, he kind of takes that, and then because of his off-balance, he just kind of spins around and somehow still stands up. Just like his elusive form just kind of takes the attack and just like rebounds around. It's like, <laughs> did you see that, Rockman? And then he tries to throw a punch at you. What's your AC? Uh, 12. 12. Tries to swing at you and just like lands onto the counter and seems like, all right, all right. We're not going to be having no bar fights. Okay, Steve is too damn tired to be facilitating that at this hour. <laughs> Shander, take your boys. You all are proper slosh. Get back to your fucking homes. I'm getting into Shander's voice. You're getting into your fuck. <laughs> Get back to your fucking homes. And then, you know, hash it out into morning. But until then, you know, Steve here, that's me, is big going to go close down the shop because I'm tired. All right? And you just see the other five just kind of gurgle like... Nah. You don't see the move. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> now you're pissing. Hmm. Well, oh, all right, all right. Um, um, perhaps we should all just go back to our rooms. This has been a lovely chat. It was wonderful to meet you, Shandar. Um. I hope we all meet again soon. Let's let's all go. Let's all go. And Elspeth will kind of run up and like put a hand kind of on Renner's shoulder, a little bit of like, come on, let's go, let's go. Yes, we have to go see who sleeps first. Quite. And then we'll you turn too. to Steve and say, Thank you for your hospitality, and then flip them off. Elspeth will just like shake her head and just be like mouth like I don't know I'm sorry at Steve. He'll just, but he'll just kind of turn like, around after doing that, not in a mean way, but he's like, "Thank oh, yeah. you." And then 
Steve kind of looks like. <laughs> I think I take oh, the cue. fish and, people. And All right. <laughs> Gives you the bird. <laughs> and you two go upstairs. Um, Donovan has just kind of been hanging around off the sides, like, oh, oh well. Starts to make his way up. What is Amoa and Azarga doing? Uh, only you're still hidden, by the way. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> if Amoa leaves, I'll leave. Yeah, I, I leave too, but I take the task uh, cask with me. And as you two begin to make your way upstairs, you just see Steve come around from the back corner with a stick and starts just like poking and like rolling them out. It's like, all righty, yeah, now get back to your home. You're fucking done, Shander. You're not the speaker yet. Get, get. I will fucking. <laughs> and you five successfully make your way back up to the rooms. Uh, I have no other plans for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else have any plans? Since nobody seems to have newspapers anywhere, that which is what Elspeth wants is like information. She's just gonna drag Renner back into the other room and like oh. stare at him until he falls asleep, so that she can study his uh, Triton anatomy. Mm-hmm. Amoa, anything? <laughs> no, I just. So, so you uh... drag him to bed to study his anatomy. Is that what I'm getting? <laughs> Remember, she has no people skills, so it's just her like creepily sitting on the end of the bed, staring at him while he sleeps and taking notes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which Renner <laughs> is actually normal. with his ego. He's like, yes, I, I'm totally fine with this, of course. Amoa, <laughs> um, anything you wish to? No, you just sort of the. Retires back in a room and sets the casks down and sort of taking stock of, of Azir and Donovan. Like, nice I will fold up my blankets and then press to digitate them so that they're warm before I go to sleep. <laughs> so there are two beds. Who's taking the two beds in that room? Um... I'll give that to Donovan. I'll, I'll share with someone. I don't care. Yeah, I'm always actually just going to s- sit cross-legged and uh, with the cask sitting like where his crotch is, like cradling it. And he just goes into like a meditative state. It's like wrapped around your tech cask. Yeah, and just, just like this, like you would a piggy bank. <laughs> uh, like Pooh Bear with his jar of honey. Aww. Jar of honey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's my cask. Oh, anyway, yeah. night has already been there, but sleep comes to you all eventually. Elspeth, um, Renner, is it a is it a third eyelid where it's like kind of glosses over, or is yes. your eyes it, actually close? There's like on land, there'll be like it, it's like a transparent one that kind of comes. You see, yeah, come down over it. And as you watch Elspeth, you notice like his eyes eventually just kind of get soft and then you just kind of see a... Oh, wonderful. So many notes. Little sketches. So many notes. (laughs) Do that for like 30 minutes and then once I've decided that nothing else is going on, I will uh, creep her over to the other bed and go to sleep. Okay. Sleep finds you all. 
And as the night progresses, there's still a bit of a wind that is howling outside the room or the uh, of the meat hall. But thankfully, again, the wood or the woods to the north cut quite a bit of the sound. Azar and Donovan, in your room, sleeps finds you all right. But then you just, out of the corner of your ear, you hear a. And you wake up and you, it's, you notice it's the door slowly opening. Uh, is, is there any light in here or how does the lighting situation work? No light. All right. I'll just cast light on anything. Light, light on anything? Room. All of a sudden yeah. the light just illuminates the room. Amoy, you're down there with your cast. You, the light hits your eyes. And you just, you look to the doorway and you just hear it. And. A dreaming. I'll go after whatever it is. Okay. You open the door and by the time you look down the hall, you can hear it already starting to run down the stairs. Okay. Chase after it? Yeah. You can, you give chase. Um, and you hear a couple um, tables get a bit jostled as you make your way down the stairs and some of the um, chairs fall down, but it didn't impede the person who's running away. You see them throw open the door um, outside and continue to run out. Uh, let's see. I'll go ahead and run to the door and look out. You look out. And most of the torch, or not most, all the torches that were originally lining the streets have gone dark. And you look out. You don't see anything. You see some of the footprints that are already starting to get covered up by snow. But it's... Can I... Which way do they lead? They... Let me, let me quickly look at a good mead map. Good mead map. Yeah, so okay. So you see them go down the um, stairs that lead up, and then they hook a left, but by then the rest of it goes into darkness. Uh, do I hear anything? I mean, even like snow is crunchy when you're running through it. Do I, mm-hmm. like, I, do I hear, hear them still running? Um, roll perception at disadvantage because the bees are still going as is the wind outside. Damn, 19. Nice. You can still hear them, but it is getting quickly softer and it's just one person yeah it was one 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 person that you can hear 
right? I'll let him go. I'll shut the door back. I'll latch mm-hmm. it if it latches. Um, it does latch. Not um. Are you familiar with these tools in any way, or locks in any way? How familiar? As familiar as a normal person would be with locking. I mean, it looks and like no a specific proficiency. Looks like a fine lock to you. Yeah. Uh, so I'll lock the door back then. Mm-hmm. Check it to make sure it actually does lock. That didn't like break the door or anything. Doesn't break. Or there's no breakage. It does lock. Um, yeah. All right. I'll we go back upstairs and we can deal with this when everybody's awake. Okay. Well, you get back upstairs and you see Donovan and Amoa still up, your light spell um, still vibrant in the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, is there any, is there any um, chairs or anything in the room? Um, not really, no. It's the two beds, the um, kind of like little center table in between but nothing of like a chairs. There are chairs downstairs, but nothing within here. I'll just ask him if he would just sit in front of the door. <laughs> I, I, I agree to do it. Kind of okay. lumber over. Lumber right. over. Then I'll just go to sleep till morning. Or, you know, waking. <laughs> I take the same sort of sitting position by the door, except just I'm just like, leaning back into it yep and you both find sleep as does donovan and the night progresses and nothing eventful else happens morning comes to you as much of a morning can come it's still very dark outside as you five awake within the mead hall in good mead. And that's where we're going to end this afternoon. Yeah. Mysterious strangers. Mysterious strangers. And good thing you picked the creaky door. Um, (laughs) Perfect. Creaky doors for the win. I'm but curious to see so who much. will tune in t- next week and be like, I had a dream. I had a nightmare. <laughs> I heard creaky doors for days. There's a light in the room. I just don't know. Is there a rhyme? Is there an Icewind, ver- Icewind Dale version of WD-40? The what yes, movie? it's the grease spell. Oh, it is? Okay. Grease spell. <laughs> As speaker. <laughs> Everyone will get the doors greased. Well, yes. Thank you. It was, um, I tried to avoid combat scenarios today just so uh, Thomas could join in for that fun. Oh, and we were, we were hurting for that. We were trying to make it happen. <laughs> that is not a map I prepared. Yeah. Um, I, look, I rolled I really I just... well. I was happy to not roll all my nat ones in combat. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But hey, we got, a, we got an introduction to some of the native spirits here interesting architecture of um good mean and learning a bit more beyond just the opening quest of Sethic culture so that's going to be a bit fun trying to weave that all in there 
all at once. It's it's going to be a fun time. Hopefully it has been a fun time for you. I know I've had a fun time with these oh, yeah. four. And thank you so much for joining us. Um, we will be back again next Saturday. Um, if you caught us at 2 today, uh, just know that our new starting time is at 1.30. And we'll be ending around 4.45 um, quite right or not quite regularly for um, moving forward. So we'll be starting at 1.30 if you caught us at 2. Anyway. I believe that is it. There's no extra bits or raids that were mentioned. So those of you who joined us, Tamago Tora, thank you so much for the bits. Um, you guys will have four for next week. But until then, remember we have Call of Cthulhu at six, um, Dragon Vice Spire Peak on Mondays, and then Chaos Agents on Tuesdays. But until all that happens, I must wish you all a very good rest of your evening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you next Saturday. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden podcast here on the Quest and Chaos Podcast Network. If you enjoyed what you heard, please head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash questandchaos and join the chaos. There are four awesome tiers over there for you to join, and three of them lets you influence the story by giving inspiration. But all four of them gain you entry into the Guild of the Five E's. That is our brand new shared world building storyline that we are creating for 2021, and we would love to have you be a part of it. And we'll see you live on Twitch, later on YouTube, and finally on podcast. Thank you all for being part of this awesome community, and we hope to see you adventuring soon. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Quests and Chaos Podcast Network. I want to take a moment and thank our patrons, especially our inspiring leaders, Duke Vlieg and Tomagatora. And of course, we can't forget our inspiring middle management, Lady Bedivere, Ben Soslowski, Cheesecake Fries, Slyly Tove, Ted Danson, Jen, Seth Jones, and our inspired patrons, Adam, Andreas, Garrett, Jeremy, J. Matthews, Reoccurring Dream, Killian, Lee, Robbie, The Baroness, and The Apollyon. We, of course, also have a fantastic number of guild members that help keep us going. If you want to support us, please consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash questsandchaos.